Loud and Proud Champods, brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Playerfit. Episode 253 of the Loud and Proud Podcast. It's the free one, it's the redemption one for myself as I've got a couple of calls right this weekend. I'll talk about that and a whole lot more in a massive week for Loud Football after Oasis. Yes, Mickey Hart might go away and Gavin Devlin, but Oasis and Loud and Proud won't. I'll still be here trucking along no matter what happens. I did a podcast during the week, my instant reaction to it, and I should have a long list and the nominees scraping at the games this time of year. It's actually one thing that's beneficial of having a manager leaving at this time of year, at this time of season. Um, you get to get all the rumours going around the games in the middle of the championship now it's not good for a new manager coming in he has to pick teams and look at managers but then look at you always have uh, videos to look back and there's every DVD going you can watch all these games back watch them in Clubber I was in Clubber again the weekend Alan Andy and Paul Crew. he seems to be like uh, the stable mate now Paul he's, he's, he's everywhere I think he was asked to do all four of the games over the weekend he'll probably be there again tomorrow night for that Gerald Lyons Moctis game that's a Mount Watering game because you have a tasty semi-final lineup. that draw will be tomorrow I'll go into that in a second but I want to go all the way back to the junior I'm going to go junior right because the Knicks put it right up to Glide and that Glide game against all odds against the penalties against extra time against objections your honour and they came back and won that game thanks to David Brennan he may have been a red star during the week if you signed up and listened there's plenty more red stars to come that podcast will be out as well but they just did it they know how to win they're serious footballers they're probably better footballers than most teams in the junior grade they're definitely better footballers than Lanelier in the day and three, three championship favourites Lanelier having topped the group that topped the group in those lower grades just that's that's five teams that topped the group are out in the championship in intermediate and junior but probably more I think the other junior toppers no I think the rest went through um, and, and they're all out but then you have the three in the senior went through probably the Pats taking on the Geraldines they might make it four out of four but it's different it's a different animal in senior but anyway they just had that so just had that championship win in quality. Um, Kieran Sheridan inside, all alone, isolated, one five. He was excellent, but it was the way Lanley were trying to defend him, and he drifts out for a short while. Todd Kellett slips in behind the cover, goes in, picked out wonderfully by Niall Sharkey, and then that got a goal against the run of play. There were five points to one goal down. Lanley were playing well, enjoying themselves, but just. Not fully turned the screw, a goal could change the game, and it did. And then two goals a minute certainly changed the whole complexion of the championship. Because the Plunkers now will be like, oh, right, we were beaten by Lanlier in the playoffs last year, now we have to play. Now we have to play um, Glide, different proposition altogether, beat them in the league. Because two goals a minute from Killian Scott and Kieran Sheridan fortuitous one now Alan Kirk dipping shot flicked out and palmed into the net by Kieran Sheridan but that was it that gave them a healthy lead 3-2 to what was it 3-2 to to 6 points lead at half time then they hit the next 5 points 
Clyde and were excellent then in that just holding the lead Jack he was immense driving and countering and Lear couldn't get going made three half time substitutes couldn't get out of their own half at times with handling errors and then Sheridan and Sharky just picked them off Brian Duffy got a late score and a famous win that's three wins in a row now for Glide against Dunlea and another year goes to Began and then just shows how gutsy and durable Glide are they're in the final four and there'll be a match for anyone it's going to be a match with the Plunkers I think that those semi-finals are on this Saturday with Toker playing the Tones the other one I had previews with that with Mark Legoy the Wolf Tones man and uh, Canadian champion this season well, I'm going to get into his story during the week as well as previewing those to me it's junior semi-finals so do sign up sorry if you're wondering I'm still in doubt until after the Pats have defeated the Moctis and so I said I'd just record here and get it out of the way and because I was at that Glide Glide Dunlear game I missed the, the Kevins and the Matleys and maybe that's why I got it kind of wrong in the, in the live report it was I don't want to, want to put this on record it was Robert Clark that got the winner he got the winner. Keen Callan, Tom Matthews got goals. It looked like the Mannies were gone twice, but they're never gone. They're always in there. Ben McLaughlin and Stephen Kilcoyne gets a goal. McLaughlin put it on a plate for him. And the Mannies go through. Uh, so a certain someone said to me, they're like Japanese not weed. They just will not go away. But I tell you what, they, they're, they're full value. Really good quality, really like I've mentioned. I keep I'm constantly mentioning Rob Gallagher, Thomas Rice, Keen McAvoy, good defenders. Um, Chris O'Neill was strong, and Eddie Maguire pulls off two saves. The Kevins had a f- tremendous performance to get out of the group, just couldn't get it going just when they thought they had it, just couldn't seal the deal. And they're out of the championship, so they're another group topper that has gone out of the championship. So, absolutely. It's oh, it's standing display from the man. It's an, an absolute thriller. I don't seem to get the thrillers. I get to see the one-sided game because it was one-sided with Ardy and the Joes. Just to had that class. Darren McConnell was just excellent. They uh, what did they hit two five to no reply after the Joes went four 0 up. Get the underdogs the perfect start. Uh, Kiki gets a goal at the back post. McConnell gets a lovely one two and that just fires him into the insanity. Liam Jackson, Jonathan Cummins was all about him in the first half with scores. Um, he made a two seven to five at half time, and then Carl Gillespie was the man in the second half. Completely killed the game as a contest. He flicks the ball to the net and he gets two for the freeze in the second half. Hit one two in the second half, and the Joes played well. It's funny, like take away the goals, it'll be, be a right bloody game. But that's just the difference between Ardy at this moment in time. They have quality, uh, electric pace, and Shane matches off the bench. Jay Crawley off the bench, and they're building. Tom Jackson was just organising things, just just marshalling the whole brigade all around them. Um, uh, ben Collier had a good game for the Joes but they just couldn't sustain that pressure and hopefully Alan Quigley's alright as well he went off with, a, with a, an awkward looking knee injury as well so oh, shout out to him hopefully hopefully Quigs is alright but yeah Ardy untested but into the semi-final hat they're joining the Dreadnoughts because they won on Friday night didn't play overly well and O'Neill was absolutely flying in the first half for Cooley he hit four superb points off nearly the same area Three points in play and one from a mark. But they couldn't get it going in the second half in terms of scoring, in terms of getting going off. Michael Rafferty couldn't get it going. And then Peppy Smith finally got a shooting boots on. And then Jay Hughes, I think Clotter's hamstring, or Clotter's uh, hopes have been held by his hamstring because he, he kind of won the game, used up all of his goodness of his hamstring. 
kind of pushed them over, hitting four points midway through that second half to push them 9-7 ahead. Anthony Williams and um, Craig Shevlin would come off the bench again. They like it, they like it was the cry on the, on the, in, the in the bench, or, yeah, in front of the bench in, in commentary. And th- that two-point cushion was enough for Clark to get over the line. The dog defended manfully. Um, Jerry Malone had two great points in the second half, but they just couldn't get that composure again. They showed again the brides to get a level or to get it into extra time. And who knows what would have happened then. Maybe it would have been a penalty shooter, but it just pinged and ponged. Balls slipping, both sides giving away possession, handing it to each other. But it just wasn't to be for Cooley. They end the season, ironically, without a win. Um, the Drew at the Brides lost to the lost to um, Clotter and lost to um, Ardy. So it's, it's funny that, isn't it? And then you see the, the who else? Who else? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, they, they, yeah, they're out without winning. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, it was a funny season for them. They built on it, but it just couldn't build enough pressure in the end. And uh, Clotter marched on plenty to work on. Probably the rest by one of them for them in the end in terms of freshness, but they just couldn't get they couldn't get. Uh, sorry, someone's ringing me. I don't know who it is. Maybe I'm trying to get me out of Dowdles Hill. Uh, maybe that's it. But um, I'll finish up for now and then I'll come back with my verdict on the Moctis Pats. Yes. So ah, uh, the Pats and the Moctis. Right. I made a call early on in the week that the Pats might sting the Moctis, and then I. Fatically put it out there in LMFM last week, and that makes it three out of three, three out of four so far. Um, and look at the reason I'm saying that is because I got such of a uh, uh, slapping last week in terms of um, power rankings and making my picks. That the mock does, uh, my thoughts on it was that it was going to be hard for them to sustain that excellence, you know. Um, they've shown all season it's a long time now it's four or five weeks now on the trot since that league final win and going to the well over and over again was always going to be a tough ask and it proved it on a on a heavy pitch a wet blustery day the Pats have taken out many a team many a village team in Dowdles Hill and they went 4-1 up early on the Pats that big long direct play which we spoke about as well that physical pressure that size um, difference inside the Pats used it very well devastating effect early on Owen O'Connor got two points he did get one in the second half but it was that key moment and it was that lead then that that nearly won them the game it shifted the momentum the Pats were always in the ascendancy the Mocs couldn't get their game plan going because they didn't have a lead to defend and pick teams off. Um, Del Rude, the game against the Gales, was still, that's a tough ass, beat them by 14 points. I know they will say, oh, it did cost them. But still, I, 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 I don't know. You take it each game, especially a quarter-final on its merit. Desi Finney comes up the field and smacks over a point. Really good score. But he went off, I think, with a niggle. They didn't start with Barry Dunn and Leonard Gray going off with a serious looking injury. Could happen them down the line, but I'll be previewing that. There's how he finds me. In, in a week's time um, as well but yeah like you had you had uh, that sort of lethargy in the mock display things weren't going the way Decky was missing a few uh, Craig Lennon couldn't really get going until the second half and although despite this it was double score leads uh, Marty McEnany hits a good score and then Aidan McCann was poised again really composure I think he's the captain again class really good football brain good uh, guest last year in the podcast they went 6-3 ahead 
and then Daniel Connor gets a goal against Liam Kinlan. It was a, f- a sloppy goal. It was a short shot, trill low, and it just wasn't dealt with correctly. And then that one six, that energy just saps out of the mockers that they don't need and goes and energises the Pats before half time. And to get them that cushion of a one seven to four lead at half time. And it was extended even further by two class points with Cahill Grogan, made a one eight to four. And you kind of felt with the conditions and that all the Pats had to do was score four points in the second half to hold out. And they did that. They hit four unanswered points in the finish after Lennon got a goal. The mock just dug deep. Like they showed their character, they showed their spirit, they showed their class. They hit four in a row. Decky got a class free. Um, they had a chance inside uh, Tona as a block on Cormac Smith. But then they finally did Conor Garland bundles through and Craig Lance to place the finish to make it 1 9 to 1 8. But that goal was the last score of the championship for the Loud Villagers. Just couldn't get going. And then Adam Finnegan hits a worldly of a point in front of the Mockers bench on his left foot, on the left wing, whipped it round with the curl. Aidan gets his second point. Owen O'Connor gets his third. And Danny O'Connor, he was so vital last year when he went off injured that knee injury, he got 1 1. And that goal and point proved the difference. But a uh, five point win. Look at it was it was coming. So was that was that the the third or fourth time they were gonna lose. Yeah, there was they lost three times previously in the championship to the Mactus. They weren't gonna lose this time. And it, you kinda of felt that was that was kinda of the, the drive and the intent and the focus throughout. And the Pats go into the semi final draw as well. So worthy winners and just look it's tough in the Mactus, but I kinda of felt you win the you win the Carl O'Donnell it's going to sate your hunger slightly while you have the Martins fueled by that hunger taking on the Geraldines who are going very well this season as well I preview that have a listen back have a listen to even on LMFM I think that'll be a close game looking forward to it against the balance will be a class match always is Monday Night Football I might have a reaction pod to it but yeah my instant reaction to, to Mickey Hart leaving like as the days go on it's more hurtful and more angry on getting you know we did give him a chance like he will be remembered fondly he did great work but still just to do what he did you can't have everything you have to show some sort of loyalty and leave a lot of lads disappointed behind um, I'm not sure how it'll go in Derry my, I, didn't, I didn't give my thoughts on that during the week but a lot of the loud coaching and a lot of times I would have said it on the podcast that loud were a watered down version of Derry last year and will Mickey add to that will Gavin Devlin add to that in a more attacking sense I'm add to the game plan and implement and bring in new fresh blood to that kind of settled side I don't know I don't know how it'll go no, I don't think it'll go as well as people think I know he's sniffing out in all Ireland and he showed that um, by doing so and maybe in, in that desperation as well he, he, he's kind of upsetting an awful lot of loud hearts um, but very tough to take and especially the timing of it just scuppers our plans but no fitter he's on the He's on the march and he's on, on the case straight away and hopefully we should have a new manager um, soon. I'll get a short list and a long list out knocking a bit of crack out but listen back to the last one before Mickey's announcement and it's very interesting what we wanted and what Mickey brought and exactly what, what you're looking for high high um, high standard of excellence get us up the league get us completed for Leinster that's what, it, that's what I had down and that's what Mickey delivered so we took with one hand and took away with the other so we leave it at that. That's episode 253 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Pat, Dreadnoughts, and Ardy are in the semi final. 
we have Mount Wharton Junior semi-final and we have the Rattleys now taking on the Matinees with Kilcarely and Roach I'll be previewing that during the week as well there'll be no power rankings thankfully for Roach I know they want me to rank them fifth out in the final four but no there'll be no more motivational fuel it'll be just a straight out interview and preview podcast much like the junior one as well but that's it thanks very much for listening really appreciate it and I will talk to you soon sign up now Red Stars as well to come send them in for uh, Champods it's really hotting up thanks to everyone who is signed up and I'll chat to you soon chat to you during the week chat to you Monday night chat to you tonight if you listen to this on the Monday morning bye bye thanks for listening to Loud and Proud Champods Loud and Proud Champods brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Player Fish.